Jesus Christ. Not anymore. Fucking half the shit's Maggie's. <laughs> it's all beans. Maggie's attacking the bean. <laughs> oh, you pleb. What have you done? Fucking, this thing used to live in the house. Unbelievable. <laughs> also, there was me in a drag filter. Oh, yeah. Fucking lovely. You beauty. We can do a bit of both. Let's just wing it. Bit of serious chat, bit of bit of talk shit chat. I imagine we'll be talking about Ukraine. Maybe. I actually didn't even think about that. <laughs> as soon as I put the headphones on, I'm like... Maybe we should forget it because my personal take at the moment is that I'm sick of having opinions on things. Why can't I just live, man? Mm. Unless, unless Putin is knocking on my door... And this is a very privileged view. Unless Putin's knocking on my door, I'm not fucking thinking about it. Fair. It's someone else's job to think about and they'll fucking come and tell me when I've got to go shoot some people and I'll do it. And until then, I'm not going to fucking not spending any time on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> every three weeks, a person in North Queensland gets eaten by a massive crocodile. crocodile. My new approach to life is Bob Catter. <laughs> <laughs> Let a thousand blossoms bloom, but I ain't spending any time on it. I just love how awkward he is when yeah. he's talking about same-sex marriage. I it's love just like yeah, you like can tell that he's never old. had <laughs> like <laughs> any real experience with anyone that identifies as anything other than yeah, like yeah. you know cis or heterosexual. Oh, 100%. I love hearing him talk about um, indigenous issues as well. I feel like he makes some half-decent points, but he has that same awkwardness. Like, uh, like with the LGBT stuff, he like makes some fucking good points, but you can just tell he's awkward as fuck. But that's what we need. We need more of that. We need more people going, look, hey, this is important to some people. I don't know shit about it. Yeah, um, that's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. We should uh, probably do an intro, hey? Yeah. All right. Well, are we, are we do- is this, are we going to go from there? Well, I'm actually really. just going to leave that last little bit of chat about Bob Catter in, and then we'll just go into the intro, and then we'll come back in. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. This is our intro. This is James and Dave on uh, on Static. I mean, it's garbage, but it's fun to make. <laughs> <laughs> Just garbage, but fun to make. Yeah. Just garbage, but fun to make. Yeah. Just garbage, but fun to make. Yeah. Just garbage, but fun to make. That that's the real key for our show. It's garbage, but it's fun to make. I think we've 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 found it. We've done it. That's that is that is the theme. That is the thought. The theme. It's it's garbage, but it's fun to make. Who knew Mac DeMarco was our spirit animal? Maybe we should start smoking a bunch I, of Camel cigarettes, wearing like thrift shop clothes. <laughs> I think deep down we knew Mac DeMarco was our spirit animal. Yeah. Remember remember when there was all this really weird kind of hate for Mac DeMarco? No. What? Maybe I'm making it up. Maybe it's like su- pseudo hate, but I swear, like there was a point, like where it was maybe after it would have been before Mac DeMarco two, where it was just like I don't know, some people ragging on him. I mean, there's always someone ragging on an artist, and the rag usually goes, "They sound too much like themselves," and everyone's like, "Yeah, no shit," like ACDC. Yeah, we've got. We've got a recipe. It works. We stick to it. What was it? You have 13 albums that sound the same. No, we don't. We have 14 (laughs) albums that sound the same. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't actually know about uh, Mackie D getting some hate. I just thought, I mean, maybe it's me being like, I've got my little circle and they're the only opinions that I, you know, really hear. And my old housemate was like the biggest fan of Mac DeMarco. And... There was never a bad word said in that share house about our <laughs> king, lord and saviour, Mac DeMarco. Maybe it was Mac Miller, but then I don't see how he would get hate either. No, I've, I've only ever seen like love towards Mac Miller. Mm. What? I don't know. Are you thinking of... Uh, what are the other Macs? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Mac Trucks. <laughs> Aren't they like notoriously good or something? I don't know much uh, about trucks. Yeah, I mean, like all the bumper stickers would have you believe that. 
Uh, MacBooks. I mean, they cop their fair share of hate. Yeah. Actually, someone said to me the other day um, a really good point where Macs are really good for that like aesthetic, but there's a a point where they just can't do some of the things that a Windows can. And Mm. I totally get that. I have a MacBook and I absolutely love the aesthetics of it because it feels like when you just swipe in between screens and like Windows... Like if I'm writing a report for work and I've got like four different windows up because I'm getting like, okay, well, here's a little bit of info from here and then down here and then here. It's just really seamless. Mm, mm. But I also see that, well, yeah, I've got a, I mean, granted, I've got like the really light MacBook. So it's, you know, there's like no uh, RAM. There's no like, (laughs) it's it's not a powerhouse. That's It's thin. That's the selling point. It gets warm watching two YouTube videos. Oh, yep. So it's not a powerhouse at all. It's uh, it, it's funny. Like, it, it, Mac has always struck me as, um, like it's a bit of a caricature of itself. So it's like, okay, I'm a computer, but I'm what you think a computer is. I'm all these basic functions, kind of blah blah blah. But it makes me think that we're in some like weird parallel universe. So our timeline diverted. I feel like Mac should have been like like the Linux. Like I feel like Linux is kind of something that's made fun of unless you're in that community that knows how to use Linux, which is like the open source. I'm very much out of that community. Okay. I've well, heard of it, but I, I have no idea what it entails <laughs> or why it's good. So this is going to be um, like, I, I feel like I'm removed from that, but then it sounds like you're even more removed from that. Yeah, again. I'm another 10 steps away. Okay. Well, it, yeah, it just feels like people make fun of Linux, but then like people make fun of Mac, but it doesn't carry the same weight. So it makes, yeah, it makes me feel like we're living in a universe where the computers that are less computer were more successful. So I feel like Windows, like, I mean, fairly consistent. I guess. I don't know. We need some tech people on this. This argument's making a lot of sense, though. As Mm. a non-computer person, i.e. I own a MacBook that is built for that user interface. Yeah. Think about cars that are not made for car people. Oh. You think of, like... so true. Heated seats, like, really heavily, um, you know, uh, power steering. So, it's, like, super smooth. You can't feel anything. The suspension, you don't feel any bumps or like yes. adjustments in the road. You're essentially in a boat at that point it's, that's just cruising yeah, along. It's less car than car. The more popular cars are actually less car. You know, yeah, yeah. like you say, the, the steering is all assisted so you don't really feel as much of the road. It's all made comfortable to like make you feel like you're not driving a car. Meanwhile, I've got a 1995 BMW downstairs... <laughs> That's, you know, you, you feel it. It's a shit box and I absolutely adore it. And it is, you know, slammed. It is like <laughs> it's low and slow, but yeah, you yeah. feel all of the things. And the fact that that car doesn't even have cup holders. Yes. I right. have the car has six ashtrays, but no <laughs> cup holders. <laughs> that is the perfect summary of who is buying that car. <laughs> like, <laughs> only durries. You, you know, six six ashtrays. That car thinks I smoke like a chimney and meanwhile I'm just like, I just want a place to put my like I, coke. <laughs> I just want a place to put my milkshake. <laughs> yeah, like where like the, there's this whole thing in um the car culture community, whatever you want to say, of these sort of cars, they're cheap enough now that we can buy them and mm. just, you know, have some fun and not, you know, be too stressed about it because they're not, you know, 50, 60 grand cars anymore. They're yeah. four grand. Yeah. But they don't come with cup holders. So <laughs> the way around it is if you don't have a passenger to hold your drinks, <laughs> you take one of your shoes off, you put it on the passenger seat and you oh. pop your drink in the shoe. Oh, that's I assume fair. people in modern cars that have lots of cup holders but no ashtrays just do that for their smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take off an, uh, some apparel and put their smokes in it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I'm going to use that. I'm gonna, look, I've got, I've got so many old pairs of shoes. I'm just going to leave them on my seat just pretending like I might need them one day and just put my drinks in there. Man, glad I, 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 I could I, help. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this in the, in the drive over here. Because my car is also from the 90s and it like, 
rugged. Let's say rugged. Rugged is a good way uh, of describing it. Shitbox is also a good way of describing it. But we were just talking earlier before recording that um, you love four-wheel driving in it, but you hate going... <laughs> hate driving like on the road and unfortunately... To get to the four-wheel drive spot. <laughs> yeah, to get to those spots, you have to drive on the road. So I have no doubt it'll be able to handle the off-road. It's the road on the way that'll kill me. <laughs> Isn't that... That just really it's, says something. It really... Yeah, it's, it says I'm a bit of an idiot for driving a car <laughs> that's going to kill me. I don't think of it like that. I think of it as like... People would, you know, you've got a stereotype of like an off-road car that can, you know, go anywhere. And you're like, mm. well, of course it can handle just like a smooth, you know, <laughs> paved like road. Nope. No. <laughs> Guess again. <laughs> I, Try again. I have I have turned my car into a bobsled so many times because when I rip on the brakes, it just, there's no safety technology to slow it down. It just locks up and slides. Mm. Yeah. I was thinking on oh yeah on the way here like I really do enjoy the kind of the experience of driving as rough as it is like there's no bells and whistles in this thing and like to be honest I feel like I would be way less stressed if I had one of these cars that you were talking about earlier that have like all the features to make it comfortable that make you forget you're driving I feel like I would be a lot less stressed but it's worth it for those few moments, especially when I'm driving in the rain where I'm like having a bit of fun. I'm like, oh, that was a bit of understeer. Oh, almost <laughs> slid out there. That was okay. If Dave's insurance company is listening, none of this is real. It's all performed <laughs> on a closed circuit or a private, private road. road. Private road, private um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's getting harder and harder to, to buy cars like that. And I know like yeah. in, in my case, like the, the car that I'm driving is a solid axle four-wheel drive. To get those now, they're quite expensive because they're quite niche. And I don't, I don't know if like it's expensive because they have to do all kinds of work to get around like safety ratings or <laughs> like efficiency ratings or something like that. You know what I mean? It's Honestly, probably, and I'm no expert. I mean, that's that's should be our show name. I'm no expert, I'm but no expert. I'm no expert, but it's garbage and it's fun <laughs> to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think about the um, electronic safety sort of controls, and they're probably not doing solid axles and things anymore because there's some mm. sort of electronic computer way around. Wow, I sounded old then. Electronic computer way, <laughs> you know, that's probably like adjusting the brakes by like a nanometer to ensure that your, you know, traction Ooh. is where it needs to be at any given time. Yeah. Rather I... than just like, nah, mate, just fucking, you know, put a, you know, big bit of steel in the middle. <laughs> She's got no flex. You're great. <laughs> but then it's it's interesting, like, um, the, there's one car that I'm thinking of that's kind of doing all of these things at once, which is the Mercedes G-Wagon. So oh, yeah. that thing is solid axle. I mean, also a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's cheaper if you get the diesel. <laughs> so the <laughs> top tip for you: the, if you don't want to spend I've, a quarter of a million dollars, uh, <laughs> buy the diesel. I've looked into it, and purely like, um, it's not going to happen. But I just wanted to know. Um, the V8 is some ridiculous, yeah, like three hundred thousand uh, dollars. The diesel is like a hundred and it's under two hundred. Wow, which that, is still... that is a reasonable amount of money for a car. <laughs> oh, sign me up! What a bargain! <laughs> Let um, me just go buy two right now. <laughs> but yeah, like they're they're kind of doing all the safety tech in a car that's um, solid axle at the front. So this thing handles like a bus, um, and all the car reviews are like, "This is a luxury SUV. Why does it handle like shit?" <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's kind of the point. Yeah, it's actually meant to go in places that are you know not paved roads to a private school mm, mm. but unfortunately but that's, that's where it's it really all they, goes yeah that's all they do and like i i really feel sorry for the people who buy them expecting a luxury suv because it's it's not going to handle like that it looks amazing yeah um and you can probably get by on that cred um it's all right they'll uh, just go test drive a range rover sport and they'll buy mm, that instead yeah a hundred percent really um really want to go to germany they do a g-wagon experience where they basically take you on this little like theme park in a G wagon. It's the one with the little seesaw, isn't it? Uh, I think so. It's got like this ridiculous um, incline. So um, you know, 
this is going to be a very obscure reference. Do you remember it like ever going to the circus and there's that um, giant, it's like a hamster wheel, but it's on a swing. Yeah. So it's like a hammer and the person will like walk on the outside of the hamster wheel yes. as it's kind of swinging up and around. Yeah. So similar material and it's like this giant ramp that I would say is as high and it goes back down the other way. So you hop in your G-Wagon, you basically go vertical up and over this thing and back down again and it's like all the computers kind of make sure you're going at the right speed and you don't just <laughs> rock it down. But That's wild. It's pretty cool. This is becoming an ad for G-Wagon now. I don't know how I got onto this. Look, I mean... <laughs> It makes sense. We can't afford them, so we might as well try and get a sponsor deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then maybe we can get a, you know, a $10,000 discount, so it'll be <laughs> $290,000. But what uh, a bargain. Like, that's a good example of like cars like kind of going back to feeling like cars. But even then, like like I just said, that's got a heap of computer stuff like regulating it, so you're not mm. 100% driving it. This... Oh, I cut you off. What are you going to say? Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, because I know whatever's popular kind of drives wherever th- things head. Like mm. you think about like Max and Apple, like I feel like they have less capacity, but because they're more popular, everything's made for them. So uh. you think about your apps, your apps are made for Apple. So they're optimized. Whereas with the every other phone just gets the same generic version, so it kind of doesn't work very well on any of them. And so people go, oh, Apple's better. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, okay, I do see that point. On the, the point I wanted to just sort of make on the side about mm. um, car companies or technology companies potentially bringing back a little bit of that like more sort of feel and the um i guess the oral experienced the oral experience (laughs) (laughs) that's what's it called the the not aura not like the floaty thing that like are you thinking like uh, analog no but that would work or or oral like a-u-r-a-l visceral Maybe visceral. Anyway, doesn't matter. Damn. <laughs> we need well, a we need a research person. We've yeah. like said this. Well, we usually well, we have your partner. Yeah, she's not home. She's at work uh, making the bread. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna make the gravy? I don't know. Paul Kelly. Give a love to Angus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, my girlfriend is a functioning member of society right now, bringing home that bread, and I'm just that bum that worked from home this morning, and now I'm hanging out with my mate Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. No, I may, okay, maybe visceral is like the kind of word that I want to use. But anyway, whole point is Toyota are trying to bring that visceral experience back. Ooh. And you might have seen this article um, so many car makers are going electric or they're at least committing to a more sustainable future in, mm. in the industry, um, whether that's electric or hydrogen or whatever. But Toyota have gone and said, all right, electric. But if you, you know, know any, um, you know, a bit about cars, you know that electric cars don't have the same sort of gearbox that mm. a normal petrol or diesel car has. Mm. You don't need to change gears other than just going from like, forwards to the reverse Mm. there is no you know first gear second gear third gear kind of thing Mm. it's literally just the engine just spins faster if you want to go faster (laughs) but so that wouldn't uh, require a clutch because you're not changing Mm. gears Mm. toyota are bringing back a clutch okay they're bringing back a clutch and a gearbox is it like, is it pretend or are they... It's actually, pretend. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. So... So does it like... Okay, you know what? Stuff it. We're going to go into a little bit of physics talk. Well, it's not even physics talk, but we're probably going to lose some people on this. But that's okay. It gets boring. So <laughs> your normal combustion engine, you've got like power bands, right? Hmm. So are they going to mimic a power band... 
They haven't released exactly how they're going to do it, hmm. but there's guesses as to it would be like that, mimicking the power band of a petrol, where you feel that surge and then the decline and then a surge. <laughs> or Because if you don't have that, then there's no need to change gears. Exactly, yeah. And so you'd... It, it, oh, you know when you see kids like, I don't know, playing with toys that are meant to be like... Um, kind of a replica of the real thing and they're just like mucking around and doing everything back forward up down and it doesn't actually make a difference i feel like we're going to be those children in these cars yeah or we're going to be the kids riding our bikes in the neighborhood that put a playing card between the spokes to make it sound like a motorbike oh yeah Oof. i mean humanity never really grew out of that no we just do that in different ways <laughs> yeah we uh, play our music loud. We put dumb exhausts <laughs> on cars. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm going to derail this for a sec. I'm going to call some people out. I'm going to make some enemies with this. You're calling me out. I know it. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We have a thing going. Um, people who are like, oh, I hope my la- I hope my neighbors love Guns of Roses. <laughs> Do your oh, neighbors love like, Guns and Roses? No, just, no, that attitude of like. Or they must love it because I play it loud on a Saturday morning. And it's like, (laughs) what? Never understood that. Yeah, fair. Look, I don't think those kind of people would be listening to us right now. They're probably listening to Guns N' Roses. (laughs) If they are, they're playing it really loud and their neighbours are (laughs) listening to. Oh, yuck. We, If you do uh, listen to Guns N' Roses really loud on a Saturday morning, we just want to let your neighbours know right now that we're apologising for you. And mm. that uh, it's just, just you got to change, man. It's <laughs> not cool change. anymore. It's you got to let it go. It's okay. There's new music. Yeah. And not you don't even have to listen to the, the stuff that you think is new music. You can just find new bands who are doing stuff that is better than Guns N' Roses. I love all the people that were... Um, what's the band that sounds like Led Zepp? Oh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, that's it. I remember all the people when they came out and they're just like, oh, this is just shit Led Zeppelin's. Like, actually, no, they've just encapsulated what made Led Zeppelin good and they've just put a modern twist on it. Ooh, we're going to, this is going to go down a rabbit hole. I have a very soft spot for Led Zeppelin. So do I. (laughs) I love Led Zeppelin. I I, I love Led Zeppelin. I I don't know how I feel about Greta Van Fleet. Like I enjoy, oh okay, wow. I, I enjoy the songs, but nowhere near as much as I would enjoy Zeppelin. Like as as Fair. as someone like I overdid it with Zeppelin, so I've got like this. <laughs> I'm wearing I'm real I'm, we- I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt right now. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> oh, what is oh, it? That's uh, fucking United States of America oh, yes. seventy seven. It's a cool t-shirt. I bought this shirt because I sold out to Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably don't even know about those t-shirts. So it's probably actually yeah, Univer- they might not. Some music company, yeah, whoever the label is. Anyway. Anyway, um, sorry I derailed you. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, there was a there was a TikTok that kind of summarized uh, like one of the key reasons for why Greta Van Fleet doesn't quite hit the same as Zeppelin, which is uh, Zeppelin will typically have their emphasis. On the one and the three for the beat. So they'll have I remember the, you telling me about this. The the bass and the snare on the one and the three, whereas Greta Van Fleet will typically do it on the two and the four, which makes it sound a little bit more uh, boxy and structured mm. um, compared to Zeppelin, which has that little bit of funk, a little bit of groove, if you will. Yeah, okay. Even down to um, so John Bonham's the drummer of Zeppelin, you know this, um, doing like a bit of a swing to all of his like drum roll like snare build-ups it's never just like you know uh, a, a repetitive rhythm it's like a ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. it's just sorry i'm just i'm going a little bit meta right now but taking a mental step back <laughs> um, <laughs> we definitely need to I'm, I'm i'm way too far in it <laughs> before the podcast today we were talking about um, other things happening in the world. More important things. Um, yeah. And you just actually said that uh, I'm just sick of having to have an opinion <laughs> on something. <laughs> I just I just want to live, man. Oh, and no. here's you with an opinion. While me, I feel like 
I had an opinion on the other topic, and then this one I'm just like fence sitting. I'm like, oh, I love Greta Van Fleet yep. and I love Led Zepp. That is fair. That I'm is not comparing the two because they're apples and oranges, but why are we hating on one? Oof. That I, look. This Would I complain if my you know tiny little um, you know sensible car looked like a Ferrari? Hell no. No. No, I'd be like, oh man, I got a Ferrari for a tenth of the price. And yeah. then everyone would be like, no, you didn't. Yeah, and be like, whatever. You know, that's the equivalent of like uh, screenshotting an, an NFT. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's the best attitude to have, which is I don't care. Like yeah. I, I'm happy. I enjoy my thing. And like that's a great example of like, I appreciate you calling out my blind spot there because like, yeah, very much in that opinion. But I find outside of talking about it, I have that more neutral, like I'm not there like ragging or dissing Greta Van Fleet. I just go listen to Zeppelin and do my thing. And usually when people ask me, I'm just like, oh, I just listen to Zeppelin. I'm, I'm the, like, I've, I've got my 10th of the price Ferrari, which is kind of the reverse metaphor here. Yeah, you've got the Ferrari. I've got the Ferrari. You, you think of... <laughs> this is getting back into the opinion again, though. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, you're anyway. not wrong on that. Uh. Great call, great call out. Um, yeah, I'm shook after that. <laughs> I am shook. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, opinions. Constantly have to have one all the time. Um, the latest one is what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Yes, I don't know shit about any of that. Yeah, I don't fully understand it, um, but in the last couple of days, uh, there's been a full invasion of mm. Ukraine from Russia, and you know, I, I guess especially us being so physically distant from you know Europe mm. in general, let alone Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, like it feels like a like literally another planet away. Yeah, we're just sitting here. It's you know. Pouring down rain will probably be really hot the next, and we're just like can't invade when it's wet. <laughs> Pack her up, boys. We'll try again tomorrow. Yeah, we're just like no hat, no play. And meanwhile, <laughs> you know, this terrible thing is happening on the other mm. side of the world, and it feels like it's we're seeing it through the photos and videos and um and news articles, mm. and it doesn't feel real. Mm. It feels like the that kind is, of uh... media that they make for um cutscenes of movies where they're like they've got an actor watching the news on TV. Yes. So they've made a fake news clip to go with whatever their story is. It feels like that. It feels like we're so far removed physically that it's just like, man, I don't even very true. I don't even believe that this is happening. I think with like just the constant updating of news and the constant like uh catastrophization in the news as well just kinda takes its toll a bit that way. You're just like it, it does become just another like story update. You yeah. kind of just keep going about your thing. But I also, I, I resonate with that because I guess right now I'm able to take a step back. But uh, earlier today and like yesterday, it was so hard to avoid any articles oh, or... It was everywhere. Um, even like on Instagram, everyone was like posting and sharing, which is, you know, good to get the word out there. And it actually, it brought back a bit of deja vu for me for about early 2020 when you're just hearing about, yeah. you know, the start of this weird virus and yes. you've got no control over it. You're like, okay, well, is it going to come to Australia? Is this, you know, is it going to stay over there? And we just, you know, don't go over there for a while. Dude, it's probably to the week. It's been oh, just about exactly two years since that happened. I remember like yeah. um, the, the weird way that I remember is that there's some memes from that time that I've saved in my phone that refer to it as Corona. Yeah. Which we all gradually adopted COVID as the easier thing to say. Yeah. But that was back when we didn't know anything about it. So we still called it Corona. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about this is going back a few podcasts, but um, or maybe in radio shows that mm. memes are really, <laughs> you know, they're faster than news and they're a really efficient way to send information and store information from certain yeah. time periods. Yeah, 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 100%. It's it's wild. But I definitely feel that same kind of feeling. I remember when um, we first got news of the virus and it was kind of like that, you know, am I just going to pack up my car and just start driving and see what happens? Like, how 
what kind of effect is this going to have? Like how people, how crazy are people going to get because of it? And I mean, this is the kind of same thing. Like, you know, there's plenty of jokes and memes about, you know, the draft and, oh, you know, come on boys, you know, where are we dropping? You know, we're going to help Ukraine, blah, 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 blah. But like in all honesty, like, like I don't feel like that's, well, it's not impossible, put it that way. I don't, it's probably not particularly likely, but it's hard to know. There's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that and freaks you out. It's not good. Sorry, I just got a text. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been drafted? <laughs> um, no, I've just I was just getting a call um, and then a text from my girlfriend about all other shit, and I just got distracted. No, that's okay. But yeah, I, I find um, you know it's so. Before I've even heard about half of this, I've heard about everyone else's opinion. That's what makes me feel a bit weird. Before I even know what's happening, I know people who are for or against it with no information of what's actually happening. I have like, and and that's on me. Part of that is on me, but it's just like this weird expectation to have an opinion on it. Like, Yeah, you either get the people who are really invested in it um, on, I guess actually they're both invested in it, but they're on polar ends. One's, you know, really like, oh, this is so bad. Another person might be like, oh, you know, of course this makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the only two people posting about it because yeah. the third person in the middle is just like, I don't really understand it enough to post about it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it's weird when it gets to that kind of level, I guess, because you get those people with like really strong opinions who aren't explaining it, who are just giving their breakdown. Mm. So like, I think Batuta posted a thing that was like um the headline was like oh settle down bloke says the whole world or something and it's like i don't know it painted this really interesting picture for me i'm like you know surely putin is not some raving lunatic i feel like to get to where he is I know there's a lot of like exploitation and a lot of, you know, underhanded shit that goes on, or so I've been told. But he can't be just, you know, some fever dream lunatic not making any sense. But the kind of go to opinion is, oh, look at this fucking idiot. And it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, you're trying to say what he's doing is bad. But I don't think it's that simple as he's a fucking idiot. Surely not. Yeah. No, and, you... and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I go meet the guy and he's he's proper tripping balls and doesn't make sense. But I doubt yeah. it. And I'm not I'm not endorsing anything because I don't know what's happening. All I know is people's opinions. Yeah. It's hard to get away from those opinions and really be polarized. Mm. Um, I had a little funny thought, and I know that you know because I I don't really we, we've not seen a world war in our lifetimes no thankfully um and i had this like little just like brain idea of well imagine if like the future of war isn't you know weapons and troops on the ground and you know planes and whatnot imagine if the future is war uh future of war is the leaders of the countries that are involved they meet in a neutral location (laughs) not not to destroy the place they meet in a 3 p.m. after school. <laughs> <laughs> Macca's car park. See you there, big boy. Um, they meet in a neutral location. They have one lawyer and one psychologist with them. Oh, yeah. And they've got to talk about their feelings <laughs> with the psychologist. And then the lawyer is there to actually, you know, get the things in like a legal, you know, agreement yep. and stick yep. to the facts while the psychologists are there to <laughs> help them express that, hey, this could be really, you know, detrimental if this did progress to a violent war. Mm. How about we just chill out and we process the trauma that we've experienced <laughs> and try and not let that impact the whole of our nation? <laughs> could just imagine that, hey. Yep, okay, Putin, I understand where you're coming from, but I just, you know, do you hear do you hear what Biden is saying? Now I want you to repeat it back without judgment, without your take. Just objectively what you've heard, and then we'll go from there, okay? (laughs) 
What do you think uh, your inner child would say to your ego? <laughs> what about little Putin? What's he got to say? On, what a, ask him. Little nine-year-old Putin riding his horse. <laughs> it's like I know it's such a um, like real left-wing um, you know, oh, if we just send psychologists in to... We need more communication, guys. Yeah. But <laughs> communication would actually solve a lot of the problems. Mm, if they communicated about why they felt certain ways. And I, I always talk to my clients about assertive communication and none of the leaders do that. They always go on an aggressive thing of, oh, if you mm. try and stop me, you'll see uh, consequences you've never seen before. Yeah, that is... Yeah, that is... He's... That is not assertive at all. That's pure aggression. Yeah. But if you frame that in an assertive way and say, okay, well, actually, um, I feel quite displeased that, you know, <laughs> X has happened and I want to propose Y where we can meet in the middle. Mm. I mean, that's a, such an idealistic view of the world. But man, what a... When aliens invade us, that's what we're going to have to do and work together so mm. we can actually, you know, hope. But then it goes to the whole thing. Well, what if the aliens are actually you know, not against us. And then we go on the, mm. oh, we got to invade their spaceships. Oh, if, if, if I've learned anything about humanity over the last couple of years, it's that we are, we could have the most peaceful aliens um, come on in and we'd start a war about it and we'd be violent. We'd be carrying on. Aliens, aliens, if they're anything like us, are passing by. More realistically, aliens are not meat bags like us. There's some more advanced intelligence that wouldn't even register us as a thing. Yeah. That's what I think. Most likely. They're probably a uh, lump of floating gas that just have a, you know, all being conscience and they don't give a shit what we're doing. Mm. They're just like, why are these little ants running around and fighting each other? Oh, well, their problem, not ours. They don't have the capacity to give a shit. They're They're on another realm. Are they just going to say they can't shit because they're just gas? (laughs) (laughs) You used a, um, in our group chat this morning, you used a really nice little analogy about holding on to (laughs) anger. Revenge, yeah. Revenge, that's what it was. Seeking revenge is like holding on to shit to throw at someone. (laughs) It's uh, it's a perfect metaphor. We We can unpack that. We can unpack it. You know, you're not always guaranteed to hit someone when you throw the shit. And then you've got to pick it up again. Also depends what type of shit it is. If it's like a like a a real loose bowel movement, Ooh, yeah. then you're in a lot of drama right there. Yeah, you're you're cupping it with both hands. That's, <laughs> <laughs> you you want you want something that's kind of um, yeah dry and sturdy. <laughs> but then like you, you know what though like let if, me just it, pull out the Bristol stool chart <laughs> and are, are you a type three or a type five oh. right now? If if. Let's okay. Let's let's step away from the the holding part of the metaphor, though. What what kind of shit would you like to th- like? Would you like someone else to be hit with? <laughs> if you didn't have to hold it, you know. So you know you want to protect yourself, so you hold a dry turd. <laughs> That's not going to have the same impact when you throw it at someone. I hadn't considered this ever in my life. This is this is, this is what you talk about in therapy when you talk about revenge with me, James. We talk about <laughs> shit. <laughs> And you know what? Laughter is the best medicine. Oh, you know what? I don't need revenge anymore. I'm having a laugh about shit. You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny that they say laughter is the best medicine, but genuinely, humor helps a lot of different situations. Oof. A lot yes. of difficult emotions. Yes, yes. Just to process them all. We're going we're gonna to need some help depending on what the hell is going on in Ukraine. I, I don't know. I, I think um, you were mentioning before about uh, like how you would like war to take place in the future as a mediated conversation. But I think it's a good point about how war is changing. Like you mentioned to me today that the US is putting, was it, is it sanctions? Is that the right word? On like their citizens being able to purchase things from Russia? Yeah. So yeah. it's like economic warfare. You know, you're trying to, you know, slow down the money coming into them in one way or another. Um, it's also kind of like, hey, Tommy, stop hitting Johnny. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to come to Johnny's house anymore. Yeah, no, you're not going to get your juice. But it's, yeah, I I feel like, surprised we haven't 
I always thought that there would be like a an online version of war where we're sending drones and everyone's just like <laughs> working from home but they're a soldier. Like this sounds like it could be a really bad skit, like really bad taste skit. Yeah. Oh, I'm just working from home and I'm a drone pilot and I bomb people. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. But um I feel like yeah, no matter what real physical violence seems to win out and no matter how much we've progressed as a species it's still who's the biggest toughest kid in the in the playground yeah the thing that really blows me away is there's been a lot of uh coverage of oh you know russia don't do this um you know don't don't invade and they're just like no 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 we're, we're not invading and then they're invading <laughs> um oh, God. but I saw a couple of photos posted this morning um, of protests that are happening in St. Petersburg, I think it was, mm. in Russia. And um, yeah, people, citizens of Russia are protesting the government mm. for making these decisions and causing this god-awful amount of hurt, pain and suffering. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you think like so many of those Russian citizens are going to get like negative impacts of this in one way or another you know if the economic measures go any further there's going to be people who live in russia who are like they you know they're a victim of that and they like didn't sign up for this but then i mean like there's victims every which way you look like it's hard to i don't know hard to hard to i think of it in a bit of a, a flip around on i think that's a good point but I also think about this in terms of it's nice to know that just because Russia, the country, has um, invaded Ukraine doesn't mean that every single Russian is a bad person. Mm. It's mm. like if Australia just said, all right, let's invade New Zealand, you and I would be here like, oh, no, ScoMo doesn't represent us. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I think that happens more often than not with ScoMo, it seems. <laughs> he seems to... I, it's probably my little echo chamber. Um, but it's like he doesn't seem to ever make a decision that is satisfactory. But then I'm not on the LNP pages on Facebook. so <laughs> Yeah, look fair. We hear the other side of things, the uh, Engadine Mackers side of things. <laughs> that was probably a, a good decision. Let's, can we take a, take a quick moment to lighten the mood and just laugh at ScoMo lifting his welder's mask? <laughs> yeah, and just give it himself give, give well. It splash. splash. Oh, and then the glasses, like the couple days after, like the medical grade. Did you see these? No, the, what? The, gogg <laughs> the goggles that he has to wear because he's got welder splash. He actually got welder splash. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Oh, what does it feel like? There's sand in my eyes. Oh. <laughs> did you, Did you see the pre, um, like the the happenings prior to that? actual incident no, i've seen the two seconds of film okay <laughs> so he's in he's in the workshop right and you know obviously doing some pr stuff and um you know being like oh look at me on the tools mm. and he says in front of the cameras um in front of like i guess the owner of the workshop who's clearly in his high vis he's covered in like you know dust and metal shavings so you, you know he fits in yeah, he, yeah. he he works he there. does the, he does the hard yards he does the work yeah and then scomo is like oh it's good to be uh back on the tools again and then the tradie's just like oh so you used to be a tradesman and he just doesn't answer oh, he's probably <laughs> talking about the fucking chicken coop what chicken coop remember he built a chicken coop one year no he, he, oh my god it was some christmas pr thing and he had like a brand new azito drill from um bunnings which Same. like if you're trying to relate to the tradies oh you missed the mark there buddy yeah you, you buy a milwaukee <laughs> yeah or a or, dewalt or I, I feel like if you're going for the pr if you go makita or milwaukee you're you're cutting out half of your votes there you're you're creating division if you go True. with if you go with dewalt you're gonna, you know what? People are gonna be like, look, that's a that's a fair choice. I'm yeah. a I'm a Milwaukee man, but Dewalt's not bad. Yeah, they're expensive. Yeah, they are. Then there's um, uh, Hikoki, Hikoki, which used to be Hitachi, oh. which is also you beaut. Yeah, a bit bit under the radar. Bit of a uh, I don't know 
horse terminology, but I'm thinking like, what do they call horses that like make it from the back to the front? What? I don't know. <laughs> Forget me. <laughs> My mind went to a horse that was like, remember that um, show Animorphs? <laughs> my my oh. mind went to a horse just like transforming transforming into a human but it didn't quite get there so it's like half horse <laughs> half human <laughs> oh. that's where my my mind was going um oh, you're spot on about azito is for your everyday man mm. and azito even say this i remember oh, like yeah, yeah. reading some of their um you know material and because i've got some stuff because i'm not a tradesperson. Mm-hmm. I don't need stuff that's going to last me day in, day out. I'm just doing mm. a couple little, you know, shoddy jobs on the weekend. <laughs> not for cash, it's, Mr. ATO, not for cash. It's very very much a, a DIY kind of vibe, which is not a bad thing. It does the job. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that market, like that marketing style is there to stop tradies buying it, burning it out and claiming the warranty. Yeah, look, probably. <laughs> because you could you could theoretically have a new drill every six months. I'm not endorsing this behavior. but if you No, like, no, no. Why would we do that? If you burn out an Ozito and take it back every couple of weeks, like you're losing money on going to Bunnings. That sounds but, like so much effort. But, you know, oh, well, you know, you get lunch while you're there and just two <laughs> birds, one stone. And then away you go. A Bunnings snag and another Rosito drill, please. <laughs> yeah, Tim, no worries. Just the usual. Oh, Barry, you're at it again. You and your antics. Mate, can I just... I'm just going to pay you with my own personal money to just buy, you know, a Milwaukee or a, you know... Um, <laughs> I'm sick of seeing you here. <laughs> just get a Milwaukee. Be done with it. Yeah, stop coming back. Get, get something that's going to last you and then just claim it on tax like everyone else. <laughs> Uh, just be a normal guy pretty much is it is it morbid how quickly we can jump between talking about a fucking invasion that's happening now <laughs> and azito drills it's like uh. that game on wikipedia where you start with um uh let's say matt damon's wikipedia page <laughs> oh yes and I then you game. you can only click the links and on each to, page you've got to get to something else like yeah something completely different yeah. like um soap yeah yeah i feel like that's a that's an that's achievable i would say okay i think soap is vague enough what would you think is something harder than Ooh. something quite niche um good question it's so you know what's like our brains work by association, so I'm only going to think of things that are kind of associated. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Well, um, I'm just going to throw. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, Mad Libs, I guess. And uh, let's say Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. Ooh. Yeah, and okay. <laughs> now I can only think of car- cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's think. What about Kabulcha uh, in Brisbane, Australia? A place Ooh, and a no, cartoon I feel, character. I feel, I feel like, yeah, okay. I, the cartoon character might be difficult. Um, the Caboolture will be easy because Matt, Matt Damon's going to have a place on his page and you just got to go through places. Mm. But that could take ages. Not saying it won't, but I don't know. Well, I'm saying you, you go from King of the Hill to Caboolture by only clicking the links and no searching. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you said Matt Damon. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying from Matt Damon to either one of those. Oh, okay. I mean, that, that could be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. Or what's something even more specific? What about like you put in your local butcher shop? <laughs> your local butcher shop and then... My local butcher shop better have a wiki page. <laughs> if it not, deserves it. you got to create one. Um, I, this reminds me of another story. And um, I often feel bad that we go on these like massive tangents. And I was talking to someone that listens to our podcast regularly and they're just like, no, that's what I love about it. So I'm like, how did oh, we get here? Yeah. <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> um, so this is a number of years back. Um, Wikipedia being a pretty, you know, easily editable thing. Mm. Um, a friend went onto his like local uh, suburbs uh, Wikipedia page and they have, you know, okay, well, this is the, like, population as of the last census. This is where it's located. Um, you know, you've got, like, your major pubs and landmarks or whatever. And then you've got your notable residents. So you might have, like, you know, Oz Open Tennis Star. Um, you might have, oh, Ash Barty was from here. You might have um, Australian of the Year. Or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm. He put himself down 
and said um, professional Tetris player. <laughs> yes. This isn't this isn't um, the high priest of Brunswick East, is it? No, that's no, another friend. That's another yeah. Also notable. Yeah, very, very notable. notable. He uh, he lives somewhere else now. Oh. I don't want to say it because it'll give out his Instagram name, but his oh. old Instagram name was the uh, high priest of Brunswick East. Amazing. And I, I, it's so genius. It's just it's 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 uh, musician level good. Like if if I heard an artist. Mm. Of that title, I'd be like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in. It's funny you say that because he is a musician. Oh. Um, and he runs a small record label down in Melbourne. Oh. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of musicians eventually run a mec- uh, record label. Must be where the money I've, is. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few bands who either start their own or like they're signing people. and Yeah. Or maybe it's just like... Hey, this system is really shit. So if we get into it, then we can at least enact some change. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah. can be the difference rather than it just being like these massive record labels that don't want a bar of it if it's not top mm. forty garbage. I suppose it's like the equivalent of like going to your local butcher versus going to like your supermarket butcher. Yeah, and it's when like, you think about the quality, the local butcher is going to give you oh, every time brilliant quality, but also just like that friendly little smile. Yeah, cheek a little. And it gives you that nice little satisfaction thing like, oh, yeah, I, I hunted for my food. Mm. <laughs> I had to go from here to here, which was a little bit longer of a walk. I hunted for it. I had to leave Woolies and go to the <laughs> local butcher. I didn't get my meat in the in the Woolies. It's, you know, that's always blown my mind. Why are there butchers and fruit markets out the front of Coles and Woolies all the time? Yeah, look. Is that... Because Coles and Woolies, they get a lot of traffic. Mm. And I fall into this trap where I go to my local shops and there's a um, like organic butcher and fruit market, like mm. literally just next door. And on the days that I you know, just go into the big supermarket and be like, oh, I'll just get my fruit there. I'm just, I just want to get in and out. Yeah. I feel bad because I'm like, oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not supporting the local business. I'm supporting the big guys and that's bad. And, <laughs> you know, all that. So I think they do it because they know that there's this culture oh. in Australia of, well, if they see us, they're going to think that we have better quality um, and that, yes, they might pay more, but it's going to a small business so that mm. they see more of the profits rather than these, you know, big CEOs. Big conglomerates, if you will. Big farmer, big fruit. Big <laughs> yeah, it's just always... I big mean, market. It's a good point. It's a good point. They... They get you in that you're already going to the supermarket, so you see them, and you go, oh, "Okay, I'll go there next time," or "I feel bad, I'll I'll go there first kind of thing. If they were in their own separate location, maybe that wouldn't be as successful. Yeah, then you used to live across the road from a fruit market. Yeah, I did, and that was like nowhere near a supermarket. No, but also it wasn't like super busy. Mm, it was okay. it was like busy enough to you know keep it afloat and whatnot, mm. but it was not you know near like the sort of traffic that a major supermarket gets. Don't I'm just realizing now that I, I think maybe some of them go to markets on the weekend, and that's where they sell most of their stuff. Well, they could because you know you look at the fruit markets that are at like your your new farm, your West End markets. They're the only markets I know. <laughs> See, my mind goes to the one that's at the Fernie Grove train station on a Sunday morning. Ah, <laughs> it's it's much less bougie than the uh, oh the West End or the New Farm Market. Yeah, it's very bougie. My, <laughs> wh- wh- wait, where's your market? Oh, it's just at the traino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I caught the first home, uh, first train home at three thirty a.m. and I just went to the market, <laughs> picked up a couple of coconuts Got, and uh, some muesli. I just was fanging for some potassium to cure my hangover. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> but um, like you see those those kind of fruit markets and they're not like a... They're not a small operation. There's usually like half a dozen people there and I can guarantee that those half a dozen people, like that's not their only job. I assume that they've come from like a an actual market shop. Yeah. I think of my only knowledge uh, of like the other side of this is from what I've seen through Facebook of a, of a friend that we used to go to school with. They started their own um, organic produce. Oh. And um, they were farming it uh, just on a, like a small sort of 
more boutique uh, organic scale rather than you know some like mass sort of production mm. and yeah they'd go to the markets each weekend because that was where they really started and you mm. you know generally i mean i'm not i don't know but you wouldn't be paying much rent if any to go to that market and set yeah. up a little stall yeah that's right it might true. be like oh yeah pay us 20 bucks and you can be here all day mm. Mm. Um, or it might be like hey just don't pay us and just advertise that you're here so then more people come through yeah okay yeah yeah um but during the week, obviously, there's, I mean, there's not really many markets on the week because people are working. Oh, yeah. So I saw posts about them going to um, local stores and whatnot and being like, hey, here's what we have. Mm. Do you want any? Mm. And they actually got a couple stores to sign up to that. So they then had um, distributors where they didn't have to pay the rent. They could just be like, here's oh, my wares. Cool. You take a cut, I get some. That's fair. That's fair. It's a good setup. On the note of the like, not understanding or it's confusing why like those fruit shops are right outside of like a major supermarket. I don't understand when there's two of the exact same fast food brands within like a four hundred meter stretch. Mm, yeah, well, that I, that really speaks to how much it's consumed, right? Like it does seem ridiculous that you, you can have multiple. Yeah, burger places, same brand, that are able to operate, yeah, down the road from each other. Yeah, I don't get it. There's, I mean, I get when uh, suburbs, like we think of like Chermside, massive shopping center Hmm. um, here in Brisbane, and they've got, you know, all these fast food places in the food court. But then there's also a standalone fast food place outside. Outside, yeah. I've, that struck me as the worst place to set up. I actually see it as making a lot of sense because then you're getting the food people, uh, sorry, the food people, <laughs> the customers <laughs> inside who are shopping. But the people who are outside that don't need to go to the shops and but still want it, they're not. Gonna, I'm not going to go in the shops for that food. I hate the shops. Oh, okay. I hate dealing with you know massive amounts of people everywhere. But then, like, so I was thinking that too, but I, I would have thought that, like, if you hate the shops, you're going to steer clear of the shops, so you won't even go to that one. You won't even go, oh, that's all the, you know, all the shopping traffic. But what I did realize when I was thinking that is that if you're, you've done your shopping and you're like, do you want to eat? Yes, I do, but, you know, I'm not going to brave the food court stuff that that's chaos mm. how about we just drive on the way out we'll get some drive through and keep going yeah that's yeah okay possibly it's when there's two standalone stores that are just like within a short distance of each other that's just like okay is it because like mm. oh if i miss this set of lights then i can <laughs> just go to the next one mm. but that doesn't make sense can understand like the dual BPs on the highway. Yeah, north and south. And I would I would assume that they share owners, because I, I think it's the same shops on either side. I think it is too. Yeah, it's like a cafe, a Macca's, a KFC on both sides. Oh, talk about a local guy that needs more support. That whatever that cafe is, I should really know what it's called. There's there's Macca's, there's KFC, and then there's that cafe. It's I know like what it's called. Jackaroo or Jackaranda or. Um, you're close. You're on. You're on the right. Thing. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Let me oh. let me know when you want just me to tell you. Uh, I'll keep thinking. But anyway, yeah, like they have some half decent stuff. By the look of it, again, I wouldn't know because I <laughs> never get it. But like, it's actually like, you know, it's not a greasy burger. It's, <laughs> It's not. <laughs> I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I, it looks really good, but I never get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I I have never got it before. Um, no, actually, that's a lie. I feel like I've had it once, but I I have got it on the way to a festival, and it can confirm really bloody good. See what's going on, but because I didn't feel like something really greasy at like what was it like six thirty in the morning oh. when we're on our way up north to go to this festival. You know what I love about the dual BPs is that the KFC does breakfast. And you thought your friends were close. Have chicken for breakfast. You will lose your friends. <laughs> I remember getting a chicken wrap and my friends disowned me. They're like, how very dare chicken at this hour? Like, what do you mean? 
We are eating eggs and bacon. What's the difference? Throw chicken in there. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh Jesus! I just breathed in so so loud. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah. Look, I I'm one of those people that I just can't do real heavy stuff in the morning. Okay. I have my toast. I have like a coffee or a juice or something or tea. That's but, it. But would you would you guilt someone say like me? For eating no. something, say, like chicken. I'm not breakfast. a psychopath, Dave. <laughs> um, my old housemate, because uh, I had this conversation, obviously, I can't stomach those big things. He um, he made a, it was like an eight-hour slow cook or something with like, mm. I can't remember if it was pork or lamb, but it was something very hearty. And it turned into this like nice, you know, like soupy sort of um, thing with all the veg around it. Mm. And to me, that is that is a dinner. Maybe a lunch, maybe, <laughs> maybe, definitely a dinner. And my housemate, Dan, absolutely a rig of a guy, love him. <laughs> He's eaten that at like 7.30 in the morning. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. What a way to jumpstart your metabolism. <laughs> Get out of bed, we're doing stuff. It's, Here's a slow cook. It's one way to do it, I guess. But, oh man. Just the thought of that, I was just like, I couldn't do that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I am on the exact opposite end of that. A good hearty meal to start the day. It's been a while since I've I've done that. I remember. Do you remember those little steakettes? They're like they they're on the steaks sangers. They're like this thin bit of beef. Yeah, yeah. They're sizzle steaks. Yes. Oh, sizzle steaks. Um, I call them the chicken nuggets of the beef world. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have them for breakfast because they take two seconds to cook. You like just slap it on the pan, flip it over. Oh, look, you got a medium, uh, uh, well done little steakette, sizzle steak. Okay, all right. Delicious. Sometimes I'd have eggs as well. That's I for some reason that I guess it's the um the thickness there because they're really thin. It makes <laughs> so much more sense that that's oh. a breakfast. Oh, it's closer to bacon. Yeah. Give me all the bacon and eggs you have. I'm worried what you heard was give me a lot of bacon and eggs. <laughs> what I said was give me all, all the bacon and eggs you might have. Um, yeah, that makes that makes a little bit more sense compared to having like a thick like eye fillet or something like that <laughs> with you know a really creamy mashed potato. Oh, for breakfast, it. I could do that. That would that is my ideal breakfast. If I could. If I could gather up the energy to do that myself, I'd be over the moon. If someone else did it for me, whoo, holy crap. Better put a ring on it. <laughs> it's undeniable. It's going to be delicious. I don't know how you do it. There was a period where I couldn't drink water uh, too early in the morning <laughs> because it was it was just like... Oh, no, this is going to go down a rabbit hole. This was too much for my little body to handle. Yeah, I would drink too much water and I'd just be like, oh no, it's too early in the morning. But then in the afternoon, I can scull the water. We're all good. Wait till I tell you about some of my tradie breakfasts. Oh my Lord. All I remember is uh, it was, it either happened to you or it was you. There was a um, iced coffee left in the back of the ute and it was in the sun and it, did the old explosion because it <laughs> heated up and created so much pressure inside the thing that it just sent remnants of like it, hot iced coffee. Oh, so it, it wasn't in the back of the ute. It was in the back of someone else's boat. <laughs> oh, at least you're like, so, if you're in a boat, you got water around you to clean oh, it out. That was the worst, oh, the only and worst fishing trip of my life. So I remember I had to wake up at like, uh, 12 30 one o'clock in the morning so that we could get out to you know get on the water by like two or, or whatever it was so i had a big drive ahead of me and i got two iced coffees because they had a two for something deal and i couldn't pass up a bargain um i got the iced coffees i got something else and i got doritos god knows why munching on the doritos smashing my iced coffee uh, got on the boat with my spare iced coffee, hoping that I'd, you know, be able to drink it. Was just violently sick. <laughs> Throwing up creamy iced coffee and Doritos. 
Not good. That's right. And then you got the smell of fish going on. I just passed out, thankfully. And then, yeah, later on, um, we parked the boat up and it was in the midday sun and kaboom, there goes my spare <laughs> iced coffee. Chunks of uh, milk everywhere. So at that point, you'd been on the boat for 12 hours. Oh, some ridiculous amount. Yeah, it was not pleasant. That sounds like hell. Just being really ill. I was told to bring a carton of beer. I didn't drink one. I was not in a good way. Yeah. That sounds like a night, like literally my nightmare. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much. But I don't know if I can go back to talking about my tradie breakfasts now. It's pretty gross. That's fair. Let's uh, let's finish up on that note, on a nice little positive <laughs> one. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day thinking about Doritos and iced coffee. Ah, don't do it. It's a trap. Yes. I mean, obviously. But uh, this has been another episode of Static with uh, James and Dave. Um, exiting out, uh, our song is Mac DeMarco. Uh, summing up who we are and what we are. And it's garbage, but it's... You know, it's fun to make. It's fun to make. We hope that you've had a great time. Many thanks. See you on the next one. See ya. Just garbage, but fun to make. Yeah. 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 What else we got? What's this hippie rip?